Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. And of course, you are all of you. Couple of big announcements. Of course, a typical Wednesday show for you. We'll get to buy, sell, or hold here at the bottom of the hour. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us later today as well. But before we get to uh, those events and more, a couple of big announcements. Number one, Todd, you have someone who agrees with you. Jonathan E. Mole, who lives in El Paso, Texas, writes, I didn't think that Bill Barr could top cookie dough chunk or the brownie puffs, and they've upped their game again. Pumpkin pie puff is the new number one. Not only did they get the taste and aftertaste of aroma perfect, like Todd said, but the texture mimics actual pumpkin pie as well. Then he writes, although a white person in stereotype to praise all things pumpkin, I believe black people will praise this genius invention too. (laughs) Jonathan, I don't know if you realize, though, we're right now knee-deep here in Hispanic outreach. So um, we're trying to build a a Built Bar Black and Brown Coalition. Yes, indeed. Built Bar folks are right now, this is not how I thought this This, day was going to go. No, no, no. They're thinking, all right, that's good. Stop right there. And let's just move on to tell people how to order it. Let's not add any more local color. So, ah, see what I did there? Huh? 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 Yeah. Yeah, we'll stop there. Uh, you can uh, use the promo code DACE right now. D-E-A-C-E when you go to built.com. 15% off your order when you do for the greatest protein bar of all time. You will not believe how good these are. They're just fantastic. All covered in real chocolate, four to five grams of sugar per bar, no matter how decadent the flavor, four to five net carbs per bar, no matter how decadent the flavor, loaded, packed with protein, most of them uh, really 140 calories or less. I mean, it's just an incredible product. Built.com, B-U-I-L-T, for Built Bar. Use the promo code DACE to get 15% off at Built.com. Here's the other big announcement. And, you know, it almost seems with everything that has gone on uh, in the country this year of, of dangerous, of demonic, um, uh, problematic consequence, whether it's the economy, the culture, we forget that back in June, we got a chance to experience something, see something happen that a lot of us never thought we'd live to see. The topping of the number one shibboleth of the damned in our culture, Roe v. Wade. Doesn't that seem like it was like 10 years ago? Right? It, not only that, it doesn't seem real. Well, like, yeah, it's almost like it yeah. did not happen, right? I mean, and it just goes to show what kind of an existential cliff we're on as a culture that watching that shibboleth of the damned get tossed into the refiner's fire is almost a footnote on what has overall been a very, a very troubling year. Fair? Yeah. That is why... When I saw this news this morning, I, I just wanted to make sure we shared this with all of you. <clears throat> Pardon me. We, we shared this with all of you right here at the top of the show. 
Folks, take a look at this. These are the top two selling children's American history books in the country. The top two. Uh, You can see my book, Why Thanksgiving, The Pilgrims Started America or started Thanksgiving for the same reason they came to America, because they loved God. That is the number one best-selling children's American history book in the country right now as we speak. According to Amazon.com, where about 83% of all books in America are sold each day. So you can go there today, get your copy. Uh, The video where I walk you through a a reading of the book to see if it's right for your church, your school, your community, your family. Uh, You can get that right now at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. The read is only about eight minutes, so it's a perfect bedtime read for your kids uh, to introduce them to the history that has been taken away in this last generation. Why Thanksgiving is what it's called. I heard from so many of you that have ordered copies, multiple copies for grandkids. Thank you very much. The Pilgrims started Thanksgiving for the same reason they came to America, because they loved God. That is the number one selling children's American history book in the country right now. So thank you. But if you saw there in that graphic, who is number two? Can you put that back up there for just a second, Aaron? All right. My Little Golden Book about Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the number two best-selling children's book on American history in the United States of America. Folks, this is, this is, it's important for you to know, looking at the, the contrast of these two books. When you're looking for lights shining in the darkness, when you're, you're looking to keep hope alive in an era of nihilism, I want you to realize, folks, that the top two selling children's American history books in the country, and that's not some niche category. Like sometimes you'll see a guy tweet about, hey, I've got the number one book in uh, 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 cursive uh, writing, uh, you know, on Tuesdays on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> there are a lot of children's American history books, and these are the top two best selling books. And here's the thing. They're both written by or about pro-life heroes. Just stop and think about that. Maybe it's going too far to consider myself a pro-life hero as someone that has spoken around the country about the issue. Uh, My own testimony has written how many columns, how many books that has done as much advocacy on the life issue as anything else that I've done in my career. So maybe that's too much self-flattery to put myself in said company, but it certainly isn't to put the late, great Ruth Bader Ginsburg in that company. Because, as it says right here on this cup, we couldn't have overturned Roe without her. If she did not believe in the sanctity of her own life for as long as she did and hung on to the absolute bitter end to that Supreme Court seat, Donald Trump could have never replaced her. Barack Obama would have. We would not have overturned Roe. So I wanted to open the show this morning here with a toast. First of all, to all of you. The silent majority has spoken again. Pro-life heroes occupy the top two spots on one of the largest categories on Amazon. Children's books about American history. Myself and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I... I just want to say thank you. I mean, to be, to be in such illustrative company. 
truly, for a kid born to a 15-year-old mom who was almost aborted. I don't even know what to say. But let us also, in memoriam, not forget the tremendous pro-life contribution that this lady right here made. She lived so that others no longer had to die. So, I just thought, folks, it was, it was important for us as we get into another, I'm sure to be, uh, I'm sure will be demonic version of what happened while we were away. I, I just think it was vitally important for us to remember in the throes of 485% increases in inflation. In the throes of American families and households losing $6 trillion in net household worth in the second quarter. On the brink of nuclear war over a country many of you can't spot on a map, which bears no strategic significance to us whatsoever. And the groomer brigade and the invasion of over 2 million illegals at the southern border this year. I just think... Those are things that would have, as individual moments, would have broken most societies. But it just goes to show the backbone we have, that when push comes to shove, people vote with their wallets. And the top two selling children's authors in America right now, pro-life heroes. Myself, and maybe the greatest pro-life hero of them all, RBG. And with that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away? Brought to you by the John Fetterman Experiment. Last night, there was a debate in Pennsylvania in that Senate race between John Fetterman, the Democrat, and Mehmet Oz. The John Fetterman campaign blamed poor closed captioning for his poor debate performance. We'll let you be the judge. 51% of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of the president's job performance. You have publicly supported many of his policy positions. Are there any that you disagree with? 30 seconds. No, I, I just believe he needs to do more about supporting uh, and fighting about in, in inflation. No, I, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation, you know, right now because it's a tax. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up. I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records. Why not? You have 30 seconds. No, my uh, again, my doctor all believes. With gigantic proportions and the signing of the prohibition, you see, defecates the fluids of detention between the yeah, Again, my doctor all believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. You know, he has never met an air, uh, uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Dr. Oz, you know, loves free, free money when it's a, a half a million dollar tax break on one of his, you know, homes down in a ranch in Florida, and whether it was a $50 tax break, you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping, you know, young Earners, excuse me, young, uh, young uh, 
Young, you know, students, the, the... I know this place pretty good. I went to law school here. In Costco? Yeah, I couldn't believe it myself. Luckily, my dad was an alumnus and pulled some strings. Oh, it, it, that's a, he, uh, he got his Pennsylvania right, house from his own inlays from a, a dollar. And I believe they haven't have any businesses being, being, uh, you can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind uh, individuals that just simply can't evade to, to pay their own way. Hi, good night, everybody. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> the fact you ended it with that's actually how he began the debate last night. Are you sure? Yeah. Yes, that's how he began it. That was his first, that's the first thing John Fetterman said. Hi, good night, everybody. That was the first thing that he said. It was the first thing he said said Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends over at Bonner private wine oh yeah I forgot to tell you I've got more wine coming in so be on the lookout I got no more room for wine so coming in hot to the Arizona household right. how much room did you have period well b between everything else not much but I, I don't have any more room for wine and I know you've got nothing but room because yes. it doesn't last long at your house right so more's coming your way I just I forgot to warn you and now we're doing the read I figured I'll give you the heads up right now here live on the air that's standing All right uh, these are red wines produced deep in the Andes mountains families that have been doing this for going on a second century now Malbec grapes grown at 9,000 plus feet. They're absolutely outstanding, as Todd just told you. All right. Uh, and they've had this great deal since they started on our show at Bonner Private Wines. Uh, these imported wines, you get half off the wine itself. And then especially this matters with, you know, imported wines, half off the shipping. And that's been for three bottles. Now, though, they've made it even better. How about a fourth bottle, a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. So now it's four bottles, half off the wine and half off the shipping. When you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com, join America's most unique wine club. That's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Again, that's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. So... A couple of things on Aaron's montage. No, it is not mean. It is not mean at all. The this in, in fact, we could have and would have been far deserving and okay to do so, been even meaner. The spirit of the age is attempting to get a human vegetable. What happens when buckwheat and and uh, gets the jab and becomes a Vera's report? That's really what John Fetterman is. What happens when Buckwheat gets the jab and becomes a VAERS report? That's what John Fetterman is. I hope his wife filed a VAERS report. Fascinating. And otherwise, healthy man at that age in May, you know, right around the time they were in the spring, pimping six-month boosters, just suddenly had a stroke. Weird how that works, right? Crazy. Crazy stuff. They're trying to take a human vegetable And put him in the austere United States Senate. There's only 100 of these people on the planet. Only 100 of them. 
and make that human vegetable a deciding vote for how you and I live no matter where we live in the country. Hell no, it's not mean. It ain't mean enough. I've got so you think that's cruel? I've got some psalms for your ass. Called imprecatory. How you like them apples? Let's bring sexy back to the pulpit while we're at it. It's demonic as hell. The greatest generation. The greatest generation which came to prominence at the dawn of the mass media age, radio just invented, sound just added to motion pictures, newsreels just put into theaters all over the country. The greatest generation emerged during the dawn of the mass media era. And even at that nascent stage, there were so much concern about displaying FDR's physical disability that they hid it both to not project weakness to our opponents around the world, our enemies, but then also to not project weakness to his domestic political enemies, protect his own political brand. Now, in this demonic generation, we take people with mental disabilities and anoint them for the highest offices in the land. Only one person on earth gets to be president of the United States at a time. One. Eight billion people on this planet, only one of them gets that job. We have someone infected with dementia doing it. I don't know if he was quoting White Snake yesterday or just rambling. He said, I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. That's the president, folks. I uh, uh. Hair sniff. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. <laughs> Walk away. And now we're going to take a stroke out Vare's report and put that in the Senate. One of only 100 of those jobs in the world. Hell no, it's not mean. What's mean is what they're trying to do. Cynically put vegetables in prominent places so that their minions, their demonic horde behind the scenes that couldn't win a damn election in public if they stole it. Gets to actually control what happens. Cynically, nihilistically, demonically. Choosing of their own volition crash test dummies as champions no it's not mean we should mock it more because that's what it is it is a mockery and before some of you nicer than god types send in your emails trust me i bring receipts i'll drop about 70 bible verses on your soft head go away now I've also seen this take, and I wish I agreed with it, but I'm going to tell you why it's wrong. Another reason why early voting is bad. First of all, early voting is bad, but this isn't a reason why. How many people in Pennsylvania were watching that last night and wish they hadn't voted already? I'm going to answer you that question. None. Not one. 13 million people in Pennsylvania right now. That includes 
minor, so I have no idea how many total voters they have. I promise you, anybody who voted early for Democrats doesn't regret their vote at all. Not one. There's not one. Not Steve, not one. Nope. Not one. Here's why. If you voted early for a party that gave you lockdowns, masks, don't come out of your home without a poisonous jab, don't send your kids back to school unless you poison them, Fentanyl is the chief import of America. Inflation's gone up 485% since Trump left office. And trannies and groomers. Trannies, trannies, groomers, crime. If you're voting for all of that early in this environment, in this environment, with all that else going on, forget John Fetterman's dad didn't wear a condom that night. Forget there was ever such a human being. John Fetterman isn't alive because he's kind of not now. With everything else going on, if you're voting early for Democrats, you're lost. Your soul is lost. Not just your, we're beyond partisan idolatry. You are lost to the spirit of the age. Lost. There is probably nothing, absolutely nothing, that the Democratic Party could not put on an altar. They could go full Antiochus Epiphanes and put a pig on the altar to Zeus and slaughter it because they're already doing that to the children that are humans. Nothing. There is nothing they could do. In this environment, if you're like, the day early, voted, early voting started in Pennsylvania, you're like, man, I got to get on that. Stat. No. No. No one watched that last night that had voted early and thought, oh, that was a mistake. No one. That person doesn't exist. Doesn't. We will not defeat an enemy that we won't fully admit what it is. It is a religion. It is a rival religious system. It is not a political party. It is a demonic construct. They don't make decisions political parties make. Like a normal political party would have said, all right, man, this Fetterman guy won the primary when no one's looking on a Friday in June, dump his ass and put the person we really want there because he's sick and he can't win. Nope. A normal political party is like, all right, man, we got to just... We have 485% inflation, uh, print 485% more dollars, which of course will cause more inflation, but at least we can hand people a check before election day and try to buy them off and worry about more inflation next year in the wintertime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are the things normal, that's the normal chicanery, the normal cynical ploys that a political party does when it's just about winning. It's not about that. It's about power, raw power and control. And if you admit that there are forces beyond your control that you have to moderate your positions before, then you are admitting to the audience that you're not really in control. And this is all ye be like God stuff. Oh, really? I'm not sovereign? I'm not the dreaded sovereign here. I'm not omni omnipotent. I'm not omniscient. Now, there's not everything that doesn't bend to my will. 
They're never going to admit that. Because it is the creed that drives them, like their father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of lies. And so they will continue and go on lying. Because as Todd likes to say, the lie is the point. A major newspaper in Philadelphia watched that last night, got up this morning. Their editorial board wrote a piece about how Fetterman clearly won the debate. Nothing. There is not a single person that voted early in Pennsylvania that voted Democrat that regrets their vote this morning at all. John Fetterman could have said last night, Brawny has electrolytes. Nobody. Nobody. Nothing. Nothing. How much more damage do these people have to do to this culture before we who claim to oppose them will admit what it is we are opposing? How much more? I would like to know. In fact, maybe on second thought, no, I would not. I'm already seeing videos every day of little kids at weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, libraries, schools, w- uh, restaurants being subjected to people who ought to be in a prison cell thrown in a hole and we throw away the hole and we would have had to stop every previous generation from gathering a posse and erecting uh, an erector set gallows without a trial prior to this one for doing the things they're doing in public. So no, maybe I don't want to know actually. But no, there is no one. There is not a damn soul in Pennsylvania that voted early Democrat that regrets their vote at all. Stop that. I'm not sure exactly what the textbook is to beat such reckless hate, such reckless evil, such reckless wickedness, but I know what won't do it. Not admitting it is such reckless hate, such reckless evil, and such reckless wickedness and pretending otherwise. I know that won't do it. So no, we weren't mean at all. We weren't mean enough. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Isaiah 1, where would you yet be struck? Lest you forget, I think it was just on Monday, reminded you that this has been a story. He has not been hidden in a closet for the last month. Everybody in Pennsylvania who's paying any attention knows about this. And what he was still winning, the polling, within the margin of error, I believe, Steve. Mm -hmm. But he was winning. Which makes Steve's point, a point I'm glad he brought up because I wanted to bring up a version of it. And quite frankly, what you just saw from him should be shown in pulpits this Sunday because it is dead on. This is way bigger than this election, which is why I said this election is actually the most important of my lifetime. We are voting on reality itself. And all of this, look at just in the Des Moines Register this morning, the paper, look at the not only this debate, but the other two debates in Michigan and New York and the heinous things that were said on the front page of that paper was like Trump's unfavorables. It's it's all narrative. The lie is absolutely the point. And you simply have got to recognize your future is not remotely in your hands if you continue to accept the lies that they tell you it's on purpose that the vegetable is there and has not moved on correct they want to show that our electoral system we the people democracy is folly 
is farce, is nonsense, and therefore the elites must ultimately take over and be, uh, push all the buttons. And so far, we look like we're good f- with it. Well, I'm not. I half agree, half disagree with you, Steve. I disagree. I, I think it actually was mean. I do agree, though, that it was not mean enough. Except in this country and the church that in, infests, and I use that word on purpose, most of, uh, most of our neighborhoods, the concept of being mean in and of itself is just terrible. Can't, can't be mean about anything. I'm sorry, folks. You must be mean. You must be. You must be. Not rooted in something that's vain, that makes you feel good. But this goes back to the email. This is stuck out in my mind now. This is going on five days. The email or emails you read on Friday, Steve. Talking about um, uh, it's, it's, it's not right for you to, to, to want to kick the chairs out from the, uh, out from the gallows. From these unrepentant people responsible for death on, on a massive scale. Where is our sense of actual justice? We make fun of social justice warriors all the time, but when it comes down to brass tacks, there are way too many of us. Way too many of us who are just as much of a snowflake as they are because we don't want to confront, because we don't want to be mean. Enough. To both of you, I say preach. Buy, sell, or hold is next. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show, powered by our friends over at My Patriot Supply. You don't think the same people that allowed the Shycoms to take over 80% of our antibiotic production and then took some safe drugs during a pandemic that were effective treatments and tried to stop you from using them and then gave you a poisonous jab and then raised gas prices and said that they're happy with it because now they maybe you're more inclined to buy a $70,000 EV that opened the border to become a fentanyl trading post for human traffickers and 2 million plus invading in just the last year. You don't think those exact same people, if they could, wouldn't starve you. Let me just boil it down for you. You don't think they would? They already tried to poison you. Already tried to kill you. Already tried to addict you. To evict you. To ground you. Choke you. You don't think they'd starve you too? That's why you want to go to our friends at My Patriot Supply. That's the most blunt pitch I can give you. All right, get their three-month emergency food kit right now, and they offer it for $250 off plus free shipping when you go to MyPatriotSupply.com. What is their emergency preparedness kit? Three square meals a day. It's breakfast, lunch, dinner, but also snacks and drinks for you and everyone in your household when you go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Time now for some buy, sell, or Lindsay. Aaron, with some help from you, his friends in the audience, Todd will propose to us predictions, prophecies, lists, 
claims, etc. You and I will determine, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Maybe even offer a reason why. However, and someone made a point to me last week that I agreed with, that I need to stop. Aaron has earned, has earned the benefit of the doubt that he would not put on the air something beneath even our mediocre intellects, and I need to stop saying that. So I agree with that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Here we go. Um, but no, so we'll put it this way. If, if we just punk out, we're like, I, I just, I don't have the stones to make a call on that. I'm just going to punk out. Then you have self-emasculated, and then you will be holding Lindsay, or he will be holding you, and in a carnal way. Fair? Okay. All right. Let's go. We will begin with Jesse the Lesser, who has a Mount Rushmore of living evangelical preachers, John MacArthur, Paul Watcher, Steve Lawson, and Vadi Bakum. Well, me thinks that Jesse comes from a certain theological bent with the majority of that list. If those of you that are from a similar theological bent as Jesse, if you're picking up what I'm laying down, all right? That overall, though, is a pretty good list. You know, are there other names you're going to put on that list in place of some other names? Sure. But is there anyone on that list that I have an immediate objection to? No. So uh, just, of course, it is coming from a particular, the majority of it is anyway, from a very particular theological slant. So with that in mind, I will buy. I'm Catholic. All right. Moving on. Tyler Schlosser says, Carrie Lake following through on declaring an invasion on day one will show how fake Greg Abbott and his 70% of primary voters truly are. Oh, bye. Completely buy. Yes. I, I will completely buy. Um, Texas has all the same border problems, if not more than Arizona, because it's an even larger state, therefore has a larger border to share. Um, but um, he could have done all these things as well. And this is, you know, this is biblical. This is, this is what be either hot or cold, not lukewarm. Because if you're hot for truth then I can more easily equip and mobilize you to do something on behalf of it, right? If you're cold for it, then it's actually easier to, to, to rile you out of your slumber than if you're just kind of, oh, you know, willy-nilly, I don't know, you know, maybe, let me contemplate, I'll ponder the lint in my navel forever. You're comfortable. And so you're, you're willy-nilly like that. You're, you're lukewarm because you presume that you have a certain level of comfort that gives you that opportunity. Arizona just watched the spirit of the age steal an election right in front of its face. It actually has a bisexual Democrat senator who is to the right of its longtime Republican senator, John McCain. Arizona has been forced if you're a patriot in Arizona, recent events have forced you. I mean, wasn't John McCain the deciding vote for Obamacare, I believe? Was he not? I think that he was. I think that was one of his last votes, if I remember right. Or something along those lines. That if you're a patriot in Arizona, recent events have reminded you of the order of things. That this can be lost. It is not a birthright. It's not something you inherit. Liberty is not a house of lords. It's not a title you assume by birth or hereditary or heredity. Liberty is something that has to be taken and then protected. So you're reminded of that in Arizona, right? Yes. Yeah. So the state that gave us John, Jeff Flake and John McCain for years as senators, two of the worst Republican senators of this era, is now poised to give us basically maybe 
an even more gifted version of Ron DeSantis. When you look at as good as Ron is at this, she has a level of communication ability that is Roy Hobbsian, right? How does that happen? Well, they found out what going cold looks like and realized, well, we can't, and we, they, that got them riled up. Texas, though, still kind of coasting, still celebrating yeah. your Alamo, you know, anniversary. And you still got schools called Sam Houston State and Texas Christian University. And you're just kind of, you know, yeah. rolling, you know, just rolling down the highway, roll on, you know, cruising. You, it's, it's just, it, 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 we just, all this stuff that we have in Texas, this cultural legacy, it just happened once. That, you know, it was only once that people had to fight and die for it. And all the rest of those times, we can just, you know, flannel our shirt, flannel shirt and pleated khaki our way into this just into time in memoriam and take our time deciding whether we're actually under an invasion or not and not worry about, you know, we can make political calculations. You haven't faced that yet. Arizona has. That's why Arizona will be declaring an invasion here in January, and Texas will still be pondering the lint in its navel while it's being invaded. Yeah, I tweeted uh, earlier today, said that one of the biggest problems in American culture is the amount of people who want to believe the lie on all issues. And Steve's speaking directly to that right now. I mean, this is why uh, vaccines... I call it the magical power of vaccines. I, it, it, forget the people who, for the lie, is the point. The, the, Steve's writing a book about them. They wrote a book. It's coming out. The, the, the demonic forces that are shoving this down their throat, but they're doing it because they know people want to believe it. Mm-hmm. A, a shot that is magical and makes everybody better. Down in Texas, it's nice to believe something like, don't mess with Texas and, you know, go out to the Alamo. But yeah, it's it's been. But now their default is it's it's the Fed's problem. See, Carrie Lake, when she takes on the media like she does, she's she's establishing no matter what they're talking about the opposite. I don't. The lie is BS. I'm tired of the lie. I'm tired of having to sit there and pretend that you Beavis and Butthead over there, who just happen to be working for some sort of media organization, I have to accept the premise of whatever you say. Absolutely not. In the garden, remember, it's not a fire-breathing guy that tempts Adam and Eve. It's, did God really say? It's that spin. It's the lie he knows we want to believe. Mm -hmm. We've got to realize that about ourselves. Because our politics can change overnight if we realize that, as Steve has said, the people are the problem. They seduce us like mopes because we want to be seduced like mopes. Elon Musk tweeted out something the other day. What was it? He he, he said, what was it that it took you the longest to unlearn? And I haven't mentioned this in a while. I got to just use it as a burner account. Uh, and bring it out every now and then for fun. But from my uh, nefarious burner account, I tweeted out in response to him that your capacity for ego justification, self-justification, and rebellion against our creator rivals even our own. (laughs) And that's what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, that's what made me think about it. Next up, we have Elliot Want, who says, I thought this was interesting framing. After the midterms, the GOP will have won the governor race. 
in nine out of the 10 closest states that Biden, quote unquote, won in 2020. Those states are Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Maine and Virginia. Maine will be the lone uh, uh, Democrat governor. Well, those are my current projections, other than Maine, of what I think is going to occur. After we got done taping the overtime yesterday, where we went over my latest projections two weeks out, uh, that are uh, that's blazetv.com slash dace if you want to watch our analysis of my latest projections. But they're on my social media account as well. Uh, I tweeted them out at Steve Dace Show. Right after we got off the air, Trafalgar came out with a poll with the Republican governor nominee in New Mexico ahead. So, I mean, those are my projections. I'm I'm going to buy. I, yeah. I we are going to see a tsunami here. The die is cast. I mean, I think the only thing that stops this is the return of Jesus. Um, uh, the the ship lands and says, "Take me to your leader," or Putin drops a nuclear bomb on Kiev. I think those are the only three things. And, I, and, and, and the first two, obviously, might mean we don't even have an election. The third one, I don't know that it would stop a tsunami. You could make an argument. It would, it would just maybe wipe the Democratic Party out where you throw New York into, into the conversation and everything else. Because the only reason that this thing has escalated to this point is we have essentially been the Miss Havisham of, 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 of General Greenshirt. We have, we have provided over well over 80% of the total aid to Ukraine for this year. So the only reason this thing got to that point and escalated to that point is this regime's yeah. involvement in that conflict for reasons only Hunter Biden's laptop knows, right? right. So I don't, I don't know that that wouldn't, whatever, whatever's beyond a tsunami, you know, smod, you know, like an extinction level event, maybe that's what that would cause. I don't know. I'm buying, which takes us back to the next question, the last question for me. If you're one of these people in one of these states who made this pivot, what lie did you want to believe? that made you think the switch from Trump to Biden wasn't going to lead to this, that the mean tweets were so bad that this had to be done. What lie did you need to believe? Next, we go to Jim Stocker. Given Tudor Dixon's dominant performance in Tuesday's debate, she'll have solidified her support base and win the governorship by at least three points. Three points is a lot. Uh, especially with Wayne County there uh, and Washtenaw County there to uh, fortify the election. Okay. That is an awful lot. But I do believe Tudor Dixon is going to win. Um, so because I agree with the premise, I will buy. But, but something happened in last night's debate, which reinforced what I told you yesterday. Charlie Crist attempting whatever goes beyond gaslighting. And guys, we we just we lived through a presidential campaign with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So I think we're all fairly desensitized to gaslighting. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, but whatever, I don't I don't even know what's like beyond gaslighting. I don't know what the term for it is. Crist tried that on Ron DeSantis yeah. the other night. Calling the guy that basically was the leader of the free world in North America against COVID Stan calling him, accusing him of locking down the, the state and the schools, okay? Just uh, whatever is beyond gaslighting, I, the Joker. Is mm -hmm. that what's beyond gaslighting? Okay, the, he, he literally went the Joker. Gretchen Whitmer did this last yes, night. Yes, I know. I, that's a, that tells you yet again how toxic this is. 
And and what will be fascinating is if by this time next year, Trump is still out there claiming that his lockdowns saved lives. Don't ever do them again. They're terrible. We'll never do them again. If they win, they'll lock everybody. In. You know what I'm saying? That that will be fascinating to see. Um, because there is a clear open opportunity for, you know, for Trump to get himself out from underneath the weight of that worst management decision in the history of the U.S. presidency. And because you can see Democrats are trying to do it. Okay. And they're trying to pivot and blame it on the people that oppose them, you know? So that you can see now, this is the second day in a row. It's only Tuesday this week, second or Wednesday this week, I should say. It's only Wednesday. We're only halfway through the week. And both Monday and Tuesday, we got visual confirmation from Democrats about how toxic that issue is. No one wants to be anywhere near it. Well, yet (laughs) this is setting up perfectly. Why, why try this? It's a question I asked, I think last week about, am I missing something in Michigan that I don't understand the dynamics? Because ultimately it's just Occam's razor for me and what I just got done discussing on two issues. They keep rolling this stuff out because they believe that you want to believe the lie that you're this easily led astray. Uh, it's not there's people are finding the youtube videos they're making montages like aaron all the time about the lies until they they will move on to another tactic eventually and quite frankly uh we're gonna see this after the loss of this election they're gonna just be violent and burning things down uh they have several weapons in their arsenal and uh this speaks to why steve what he said earlier on the show needs to be said in pulpits okay it is a religion they will win their version of winning no matter what tactic it requires because the lie isn't just the means it is now the end for them that's what it means when i say the lie is the point it is the whole ball game i'll give you a preview of our year-end show when i also um well actually it's our first of the year show when i come out with my predictions for the new year in january you actually just hinted at one of them Mm. next spring and summer will be the worst rioting we have had yet Antifa will fully mobilize even beyond what we saw in 2020 in all these states that Republican, like look at Oregon, that may be on the track of a Republican governor, an attempt to destabilize all of these Republican governors, as many of them as they can, or at the very least draw them into some long, drawn out urban conflict with body bags and things of that nature that lowers their approval ratings, that that's coming next. Yeah. And you are correct. Because if you can't beat them, you beat them. One more quickly before the break. Glenn Hodge says any race within three points will be boldly stolen by the left with a clear challenge of what are you going to do about it? So three points is too many. And their their base is too depressed. I'm buying simply the, the premise for this. I think I think you're right. But my premise is this, like the election. I'm certain they tried to steal the last presidential election. None of us knows for sure, because they won't show us the number, if that actually, in theory, you can try to steal an election, work as hard as you can, but still not pull it off. Mm -hmm. I'm simply saying, because of this, they're going to try to steal all this. Well, he didn't say try. They didn't say try, just declare. It's just important everybody understands they're still going to try. That's why I won't pick Lee Zeldin. But three points is too much. Again, I keep telling you guys, yeah, you guys really have to understand how many voters that truly is. Okay, that's too many voters. It's, in, in this environment, it's way too many. Hour two is next.
Did you hit the throwback Thursday button there? I, I don't heard, know. I've not heard that liner in a long time. I mean, I wrote that probably like 20 years ago, man, when I was doing sports talk radio. So I don't know if the audience heard that or not. But I, I think our radio audience did. Uh, those listening on demand later, whether video or podcast, probably probably have no idea what we're talking about. No, no. But to those that liner, those were simpler times. I had a lot more hair and a lot more belly. Uh, but it was uh, it was good to hear that blast from the past. We are back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. And all of you, well, hopefully not like all of you, but at some point, all of you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. You can also follow us at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok, and Instagram, and get clips of the show free to watch, free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. That's rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. I'm laughing because the monitor in front of me there's two monitors in front of me one is a feedback of the show of the, of the show uh and then the other is just a tv monitor we can have news or anything on and we typically have sports on and it's like we are mind melded as the minute that the big 10 network came out with the women's sports report and i'm like why is this in front of me you were already on the menu changing the channel my I man kind of, my man i owed you one though yeah I messed up last hour when the Big Ten unveiled their uh, schedule for next year, and I didn't have that up. It's probably good that I would have been very distracted. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. And maybe it would have been an even more mediocre first hour if you had done that. So thank you for not doing that. Uh, what else? Um, oh, if you're a podcast listener, thank you so much because you're a big part of why we're going to get uh, a, a new, a big new contract extension here soon. Uh, without you, uh, we'd have no hope. Well, uh, maybe not none, but a lot less so please if you don't mind uh, leave us a five-star review hit subscribe or follow on the podcast platform of your choice thank you to all of you that have done that and of course remember if you've got a question that you want considered for a future ask me anything you can embed that question into your new five-star review and it will go to the front of the line for consideration by todd also want to say thank you uh, we mentioned this at the top of the show the number one best-selling children's book on american history in the country right now is my new book uh, that just dropped yesterday uh, why thanksgiving the pilgrims started thanksgiving for the same reason they came to america because they love god thank you so much to all of you that have ordered copies already i've gotten emails and and texts and uh, and social media interactions from people yeah, i got the book in the mail i read it to my kid i mean that that really means a lot i really appreciate it and you can get your copy today at amazon.com if you would like why thanksgiving the pilgrims started thanksgiving for the same reason they came to america because they love god as we try to restore the history that the spirit of the age has tried to remove this part of the show part two of buy seller hold brought to you by real estate agents i trust in these unprecedented times make sure you do not go blindly into a very uncertain real estate market right now where who knows at any given day mortgage rates might be 189% higher than they were the day Joe Biden took over. That's why it's more important than ever before that you've got an agent who's full-time, whose track record of success has been fully verified and validated. And that's what we do at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there today, provide us some basic info, and our team will make an introduction to you with one of our preferred agents. And we've got a waiting list, folks. 
thousands of agents around the country waiting to get into this referral network because we don't just take anybody. We do vet them first. And a lot of times these agents come from this audience. So they're just like you share the same values that you do head over there. Now, realestateagentsitrust.com with that, let's get back to part two of buy, sell or Lindsay, Aaron. And we will move on with Brad Bingham, who says the Tennessee Georgia opening line of uh, Tennessee being nearly a two touchdown underdog is pretty puzzling. Uh, he says Tennessee wins in Athens by seller hold. Sell. Uh, I think that there is enough, more than enough athleticism on the back end of the Georgia defense. And no, it's not, you know, last year's unit in terms of talent, one of the top 10 defenses in modern college football history in terms of overall talent and accomplishment. But it still is the number one recruiting program in the country. There's more than enough athleticism on the back end, and they're much stronger at the line of scrimmage than Alabama is, I think, on both sides of the ball, actually. And so they can force Tennessee into a game uh, played at a pace different than what they are accustomed to. The game is also in Athens. If you want to say, hey, you know, uh, Tennessee has the better quarterback. Maybe they do. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think Hendon Hooker would be my vote for the Heisman right now if I had to place one. But can I sit here and say demonstrably he's a better quarterback than the guy who won the national championship last year? No. Remember, Hendon Hooker didn't even start last year as the starting quarterback. All right. So, uh, but uh, I, I, I think that's, and and he, here's the thing too when you're a Georgia. And I think maybe this is something that people missed on the Michigan-Penn State game a couple weeks ago, and I missed it too. That when you have dominated as many teams as Michigan did early when they were dramatically superior, as Georgia did early when they were dramatically superior, like how do you explain Georgia beat Oregon 49-3 to and should have lost to Missouri? How do you explain that? I can explain it to you because you're dealing with college players. A lot of this, half of this game, as Yogi Berra once said, is 90% mental. When... Oregon is a team that those Georgia five stars has their attention. They, they have grown up in an era where Oregon has been good. It has fully their attention. They had, a, they had an eight-month offseason to prepare for that game, and they were going against their old defensive coordinator. Missouri, those guys laughed. Georgia's playing guys that laughed at scholarship offers from Missouri, laughed at them. Like, you know, gave them to their buddies for keepsakes, didn't take them seriously. This will be a game. If you're Georgia, there's few moments when you truly are aware of existential peril and you bring your A game because you know a lot of other weeks you can bring your C or B game and run up the score on a lot of teams. And so Tennessee will get Georgia's best shot, and I still think Georgia's better at almost every position on the field. And at quarterback, it's at least close enough, and the game is in Athens. No, I would not take Tennessee. Uh, I... I would take Georgia as well, but I agree that the the line is no the line might be, the line might be too high. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Next, we go to Dennis, who says Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, at least one of them truly retires at the end of this season. I I, I will buy that with Matt Ryan, Bye. the most likely culprit for sure. Although I, I can see Aaron Rodgers, he's just so mercurial. Could you see him at some point just saying, you know what, man, I'm done. You know, we're, yeah, we're not going to be. You gave me no wide receivers. You gave me no help. You know, I'm out of here. Five thousand poor went out. I could see that. I don't know what Tom Brady's doing, and and because hanging on too long because he's my beloved, one of them anyway. I'll just I'll leave it at that. 
Next, we go to Modern Pilgrim, who says the left will throw Biden under the bus as a traitor to China as part of his disposal. No, I just think he'll... I just think they'll... He'll resign. Just a health thing. Time to move on. I don't think they'll concoct some sinister narrative or anything of no, that no, nature. Yeah, he'll resign as a as a hero, hero. to yep. his country, mm-hmm. and they'll say like, "Look what he did." The sacrifice. He, yeah, they'll even say, "Yeah, he probably at his age and his condition shouldn't have run, but he ran for the country." Yep. Saved Trump you was from it. Yeah, he saved yeah. you. Saved you from Orange Man. Bad. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be ticker tape parades. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the indefatigable JD says, "If Tudor Dixon wins, Witchmer will read her acceptance speech." in a white pantsuit and claimed the election was stolen. <laughs> nice reference. Remember in 2016, we kept asking, why is Hillary Clinton dressed like Benny Hinn? Remember how many yes. times yeah. we brought that up? Yeah. Uh, I like it. It's got a nice beat and you can dance to it. So I'll buy. Sure. sure. Bye. Next up, we go I got to say, by the way, both of them looked really good last night. If you watch that debate, both Gretchen and, and Tudor both looked really good last night. Just saying. Airing of Grievances says, after getting blown out in this election, the Democrats do the Homer Simpson into the bushes.gif on pursuing Trump. Reason being, yeah. Reason being, they realize they need and want him to go after DeSantis in the Republican primary. Sell. Yeah, they can do both. Is this a cult or not? Yeah, you're dealing with cults. Yes. Yeah. Cults Mm. just see... Seek, destroy. There's not any critical thinking. There's no nuance. There's no layering. Um, there, there is to this. There is for the spirits that are operating. You know that are truly in charge behind the veil. Mm-hmm. But they're human constructs. It, you're just all id and emotion at that point. So no. So uh, next yep. we have Kurt North says uh, Carrie Lake is rightfully getting a lot of attention, but Tudor Dixon. We'll defeat Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan and together with a Republican state legislature turn Michigan into Florida 2.0, showing conservatives, uh, conservative leadership can turn a moribund state around. I'll sell because of what I know of Michigan's legislative leader, current legislative leadership. And my understanding is Michigan's current legislative leadership is, if we're using Arizona analogies, much more Doug Douchey. Than Carrie Lake, if you if you're picking up when I'm laying down, okay. And beyond the leadership, again, my point about asking Steve, like the fact that this is close at all, when she would not you let you plant a garden, like it, that's a problem. And it's <laughs> you forgotten people. About, I forgot that. about that. You Goodness, people. I can't keep track of all this evil, man. I cannot keep track of it all, even well, with my prodigious memory. I had totally forgotten that she banned. Uh, garden tools and, and, and garden seeds. And now she's lying to your face, doesn't respect you, saying schools are only close. Like, you, you're, let this environment get planted. That's your garden. That's a problem. You got too many weeds in your garden. Hmm. How did I forget about that? Wow. Next, we will go to Risky Business for You, who says Elon Musk's Twitter and Starlink companies will have federal controls imposed on the deployment and usage of both under the national security risk before year's end. I'm going to I'm going to sell on this for two reasons. But they're really one reason. You're dealing with someone when 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 the feds went after Bill Gates in the 90s. And I mean, I'm old enough to remember when a lot of the right 
including our beloved Rush, defended him at the time. He was just at the nascent stage of building a global empire. He was on the ascension, all right? And then ultimately, you know, uh, he bowed the knee to the spirit of the age and is one of its primary acolytes now. But in the 90s, I mean, he was targeted by the left um, and championed by the he was championed by the right as a great entrepreneurial American success story. And he was targeted by the left as basically a corporate raider that destroyed all uh, free use and free share rival technologies in his path. In this case, we have a fully armed and operational battle station. And and Musk also has massive ties to governments all over the world. Like, if the United States truly weaponized its federal government against Elon Musk, would it make things hard for him? Sure. But would it make would it put him in existential peril? No. He's already the richest man in the world. He could just coast off of deal, doing, doing deals with the Shycoms because he's got huge deals with them too. Do you see what I'm trying yeah. to say? His portfolio is much more diversified in terms of his clientele. Windows was just beginning to become a global entity in the 90s when they went after him. It was just beginning to be a dominant play, a force in the marketplace. Musk is... Musk is, is beyond what Bill Gates is actually right now. Furthermore, as to point two, they, he can operate that Starlink system independent of the United States. Well, Steve, they could just blow it up. I don't know. If he went to the Chicoms and said, I'll give you guys exclusive rights to my Starlink system. Not so easy for the U.S. to blow that up now. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He went to Putin and said, I'll just give you exclusive rights to the Starlink system. Not so easy to just blow that up now when you're, there are, there, we are not the, the ultimate power. We project feebleness from the presidency. Um, no one's afraid of us. So, I, 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 I'm going to sell on this. I think that's why the White House already signaled this week that he's not under some kind of federal investigation because of his Twitter buy. Um, I, I, I think that he's beyond, in many respects, he is beyond their reach. That's why he needs a food taster. Yeah. Yeah, I will sell. I think I think there's going to be a little bit of wait and see, uh, see what he does uh, with Twitter, uh, and also see what the results are of them changing the environment with the fi- violence that Steve and I are both uh, 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 predicting. I don't think this is out of the realm of poli- uh, possibility, but it's a narrow sell for me. I mean, how hard's it been for? us to go after George Soros. I'm not drawing a moral equivalency between the two individuals, but these guys have so many global ties and, and revenue outlets and partnerships that, you know, again, this isn't the ascension of Microsoft in the nineties when they went after Bill Gates was really the foray into this era in which we live now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I, I think that's 
That's why they didn't want Musk to buy it. What is their leverage? Really, as far as I can tell, based on the diversification of his portfolio worldwide, their only real leverage other than dropping him from the most, the richest man in the world to like the sixth or seventh, okay, is uh, hashtag Elon Musk didn't kill himself. That's really their only real leverage in the end on an existential level. And just remember, this is like Trump. People on the left and Unless the he does something criminally stupid, I should well, say. Well, that's the... Okay. On the left and the right, people were very confused and thrown off by Donald Trump for a while. And it took a while for them to get calibrated to that. And then they upped their game... And that's just to your point right there, Steve. Uh, uh, then COVID was imposed upon us, mm-hmm. and Trump was criminally stupid in how he reacted to that. So I don't, you know, get, they need to see if Elon Musk's game continues along the lines that it did uh, with Twitter and some of these other things, because it's going to have to. That's the thing. If 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 he's just uh, all hat and no cowboy uh, down the road, yeah. They're going to make him pay for it. We move on to the nucleus of caring, who says uh, has a top five list of most satisfying wins on November eighth. Number one, Carrie Lake. Oh, without question, yes. I. It's just such a. It seems like a. Should I be calling it a fait accompli? It seemed like it for a while. Like that, I'm not holding. She's my, number one. Like I'm not holding. Or that my, she will win. Well, it seems like she's going to win. If, if, number one, it won't be the most sad. I'm just assuming she's going to win. There's other ones that might be more satisfying oh, okay. and, because right. it's more like a flip and, of and, a coin. And some people, you know, think the unexpected win is the most satisfying one. Okay. So it depends on what you are personally, you know, enamored with. Yeah. But for me, that would be number one for sure. Okay. Yeah. Number two, Tudor Dixon. I would rate that number two as well. Uh, but that's a personal stake for me. Um, how much I love my former home state. So I, I, that has a little bit more relevance to me than maybe it would to somebody else who doesn't have that affinity. And I might put that number one just because it's so confusing why it hasn't been an obvious win. And, and as when she was on her show and told us about uh, the grassroots uh, and her ex- level of experience, you know, that's a sign that maybe Michigan has figured it out, that the, the, they are they are draining this their own swamp number three lee zeldin over mega karen well that see if i don't even know that much about lee zeldin but i know he's a gay marriage guy i also know he's an anti-jab mandate guy so he says he said as much last night at the debate i yeah. think um that would just be funny it would be i'm yeah. fine with it being on the list more about what it represents about the demolition of their own territory than him necessarily as the the yeah. the yeah. alternative if that makes yes, sense absolutely okay number four Ron DeSantis winning by over ten points well I mean I'd put this ahead of Lee Zeldin yeah because I mean Ron DeSantis we forget how many battles yeah. yes Ron DeSantis Ron DeSantis is a one person control group I mean what, what, whether he's ever president of the United States or not Ron, Ron DeSantis has single handedly destroyed every canard that has been used against us as to why we either can't win or we can't govern the way we want after we win he has destroyed them all yep all all of them I mean if 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 Trump has done a forever favor to us by destroying once and for all the canard of any semblance of professional journalism in America. 
than DeSantis has done it when it comes to elective politics and, and actual governance at the same time. Yeah, I wasn't looking ahead, but actually this is this would be my number one for all the reasons you said. I'm fine. That's your number one, too. Yeah. And number five, K. Ivy over natural causes. I think this is a Grandma K joke. I don't. Yeah, I don't get I that don't, one, and I'm not a K. Ivy fan, so I'll yeah. just since I don't get it, I'm not a K. Ivy fan. I'll just so moving on. Yeah. Next, Tyler Schlosser. This might be as close to a hold as we get on the show. Ben Sass is senator of Nebraska. <laughs> I I often forget that he is in yeah. office. Like I completely forgot he was a senator until he announced he was going to resign to try to become president at the University of Florida, I guess is what it is, or someplace. I think it's University of Florida. But I think technically he's still a senator, isn't he? Technically. Okay. All right. So I guess then I have to sell. But I, I get I think I get the joke and I, I like it. The thing that's irritating about him, the too cool for school thing, like I'm a oh, I, no. you don't know I'm the senator because I'm above the fray. The the fray is the game. Yes. And it always has been. Yeah. You shouldn't be there at all if you don't understand it's not that it's you you don't want it better, but this is on its best days and on its worst days, this sh- this is a rock fight. In many respects, Ben Sass is the dumbest of all who allowed Orange Man Bad to ruin them. Because he is a genuine conservative. Genuinely. And he could have really hurt Trump in ways others like, you know, my buddy Chip Roy and Thomas Massey have. By hitting him from his mm-hmm. right and refusing to go along with him when he gets when he goes off on a wild hair mm-hmm. and follows the spirit of the age, yeah. right? He he never did that. Like, where was Ben Sass? Like you, whenever they come after us, you may not. Like, you're a Trump man. I like me some Trump. Can't I can't get enough Trump. Watch every rally. Trump, 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 Trump. There are days Thomas Massey and Chip Roy f- uh, frustrate you. On the other hand, there's not. There's whether it's groomers, there, there's not too many battles where you're going to sit there and say to yourself, oh, where were those guys at when we needed them? You know what I'm saying? Maybe that maybe, you know, you don't agree with that. Where, that trip didn't go far enough on election fraud. And I agree with you because him and I argued about it for six weeks. All right. But but beyond that one instance, how many other battles of existential import do you get up in the morning and wonder? I wonder if Thomas Massey and Chip Roy are going to stand with us. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Yeah. How many of those did, did Ben Sass show up for? I'll tell you what it was. Zero. And he could have, if he really wanted to ding Trump, that's what he could. He could have pursued the same road those guys have. Yeah. And and been better at Trump's agenda than he was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Called BS on Trump's agenda, on, on Trump when he abandoned his own base and agenda. Didn't do that though. No. You know? And so... In many, and so he got nothing out of it. Now he wants to be a president at University of Florida. He's getting protested and everything down there. He's the dumbest I of know, them all. I he know. didn't sell out. Right. Okay. He didn't, he, great... didn't, he didn't do what Liz Cheney did to sell out and cash the check to be an MSNBC contributor forevermore. Didn't do that. And then lost his base yeah. by not standing with them on anything that ultimately mattered to them. He's the dumbest of yeah. them all, in my view. Yeah. He never said something as stupid as uh, Drag Queen Story Hour is a blessing of liberty, but mm-hmm. he's Frenchian in this, his bottom line. The lie he needed and wanted to believe was this open public square thing. When your point, Steve, about then, the guy who wanted to prove that, that he believed in it more than anybody, gets to be named president the University of Florida, and they come at him with this. Tw- you can't that, right. he's, satisfy he's, them. He might, as well have, he might as well have changed his name to Donald Trump at the University of Florida for a lot of the faculty and the students down there. there there's nothing he could have done. No. no. No amount. No amount of kvetching, no amount of virtue signaling. In the end, in the end, he might, he, he's just another right winger. So what did he get out of this? Yep. Nothing. 
Speaking of not having a real open public square, didn't we just go through a pandemic where they took uh, safe and effective medications and tried to brandish them as dangerous and stop you from using them so yes. you would die? Yes. Yeah. Um, who knows? Do you think they might try that again? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Uh, and who knows? Maybe next time it's even more venerable. Dude, if they're, if, they're, if they're going after drugs that just won the Nobel Prize five years ago, you don't think they would go after a penicillin? A doxycycline? Of course they would. That's why I want to go to our friends over at Jace Medical. J as in uh, Jeff. Jace, J-A-S-E. J-A-S-E. JaceMedical.com is where you want to go. Fill out the questionnaire there. Uh, it takes just a few minutes. And you've got a chance uh, to get to sort of the My Patriot supply of antibiotics for your family as well. Five different courses of antibiotics that can be used to treat a long line of infections and illnesses, everything from respiratory to sinusitis, skin infections, UTIs, et cetera, so that you know you've got the peace of mind to know you've got a backup plan when it comes to uh, medical and healthcare. All right. JaceMedical.com is where you want to go. Uh, just take a few minutes, fill out the questionnaire. Medication is then dispensed by a licensed pharmacy uh, that they bring to you at a fraction of the regular cost. Yeah, JaceMedical.com and use my code DACE10 for 10%, another 10% off. DACE10 for another 10% off. Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Quick PSA before we move on. If you see an Aaron McIntyre cavorting around the Blaze TV chat, 99.99% of the time, and it's not me. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there now for when, for whenever this person, whoever it is, says something that tries to get me in trouble. It Props to you that you have me. risen to the level of prominence now that people are attempting to impersonate you. Well done, my friend. I went on the Blaze TV chat once, 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 and I kind of regret it now. Uh, Jay Ford says Lee Zeldin will win in New York because the Cuomo machine is actively working to take oh, Hochul out. Now, Bye. this Bye, I could I... see. This yeah. I could say. Bye. I mean, I, and, and, and you let Lee Zeldin have his four years and you come back again in a state where you have overwhelming numbers, yeah, right? right? I mean, I'm not saying that they could pull that off, but could you see those kinds of people thinking that they could do yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, 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 I could see that. So I'll, I'll, I'll buy. I'm not sure it's true, but it's a smart take that it, it's something I hadn't thought of prior, uh, previously. Bye. So bye. Next, we go to Ben Chambers. Uh, buy, sell, or hold. There's a better chance the Iowa offense will score 17 points this weekend than the Republicans will do anything of holding anyone accountable for the Fourth Ooh, Reich. This is that's an, actually a harder one than it seems. That's an like. existential question. Yeah. Right well, I'm glad we're near the end because this might be the hardest one we've had yet. All right, 17 points. So what? That's who, who eight eight safeties and a field goal. <laughs> who are they playing? Northwestern. Oh. It's Iowa's mm. offense, though. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Iowa is averaging. Don't overthink this. Iowa is averaging 10 points per game against Power 5 competition so far this year. 10. How so? I'm, I'm going to sell two because I do think they will give us something next year. Here's why. Because they, the Republicans are still a political party. And I think they will make some calculation. They will give us something next year to make some kind of claim like they held someone accountable. Will it, will it be satisfactory to a show like this? Who knows? Probably not. 
Okay. Is it something they can sell Fox and friends on a Tuesday morning next September? Sure. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and so I do believe they'll, they'll do something. There will be some low lying fruit or some manifesto on Anthony Fauci after maybe he's retired and died or something. There will be something, something. It will give us something. It will not be what we need. All right. Um, but it will be something because that's the Republican Party's way to give you something, but not to the level of what you really need. So I'll sell. One more Iowa related, not football related. Tom Deerling says in Iowa, voters are tired of Grassley's shtick and he will win his uh, he will win, but uh, be much closer than expected. I agree with this. I'm not voting for him. Bye. I I, um, in fact, here's something that I'm going to be watching on election night. Kim Reynolds' vote total. Yep. Yeah. Compared to Charles Grassley's. Yeah. Yep. I, I am voting for her. How many people said I'm just done? I'm, I'm not voting for the other guy, obviously, but I'm I'm done with this 90 year old charade. And he's 90 years old and and debating with himself, you know, whether to vote for gay marriage and all. I mean, just I'm I'm done. You're just running again to your grandkid, who's a waste of space in the Iowa legislature. Can maybe get appointed and take your place for you know your hierarchy and things of that nature. How many people kind of step by and say, you know what, Chuck Wagon, you're kind of on your own here. I mean, I'm not voting for the other guy but yeah i'm gonna kind of stand back here and you can handle this handle your own business yeah. I, I i'll be interested to see that number maybe it won't be anything but i kind of think it might be something you're right yeah we'll come back the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation will join us here when we do All right, back here on the Steve Day Show, powered by our friends over at Eden Pure. It's the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. I've mentioned before, I've gotten so much great response from the audience who have bit the bullet and decided to give this a shot because they had a mildewy room, they were renovating a home and couldn't get the musky smell out, uh, smoke, uh, pets, etc. Uh, these things do the job. They quickly destroy everything from viruses to odors to mold and so much more in the air. Uh, it's filterless, which means you won't have to uh, replace these filters after you make this purchase. That's not an out-of-pocket expense for time in memoriam. You just buy these things one time and then they work for as long as they do. They offer you the three-pack right now for your entire home. They come in packs of three. You can get the three-pack so you can put them in three different spots in your home for under 200 bucks and free shipping. So for under 200 bucks and free shipping, when you use the discount code Steve3 for the three-pack there, the discount code is Steve3. When you go to EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Steve3 for EdenPureDeals.com. Let's welcome back the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you again, my friend. How are you? Hey, Steve, congrats, by the way. No uh, gray hair, but you're still a father-in-law. Pretty Th- impressive. Thank you. There is some gray. It shows up <laughs> when I get my hair cut. It's, it's in the temples and stuff here, okay? And, and my chest hair has gone gray, but you don't really okay. need to know about that, probably. All right. I forgot I wasn't interviewing uh, Lindsey Graham. Dude code violation. Yes, that was a dude right code there. violation. So now I'm uncomfortable. Can we just move on? Let's. Let's. All right. We're all ready. All right. <laughs> All right, so we've got two weeks to the election. 
All right. And I, everyone here knows your cynicism about what it will mean. And we're going to have all of the aftermath and all of next year to confirm you're largely correct. Okay. But there is still a very prodigious political analytical mind there uh, underneath all the well-deserved cynicism. And I, I want to give our audience some exposure to it. Okay. Not what it, not what we think it will mean. Right. But for the power base of the Democratic Party, if Lee Zeldin is elected governor of New York, what to them does that mean? So, Steve, I, I actually think the horse race is important because it actually establishes the extent and magnitude, the scope of the mandate that they will likely betray. But it's important to lay down that marker. There has never been a time when we have faced such existential crises on so many levels that need such imminent redress. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we've never had such a political opportunity to fulfill that mandate because you have the Democrats promoting the worst issues with the worst type of people. In many respects, the mandate they will get to answer your question will be greater than with the trifecta. And this is important because Republicans will say, well, you, you temper your expectations. We're not going to have the presidency, 60 votes in the Senate. It's actually better this way. When you get the presidency, then you become the lightning rod in this polarized country. You're going to have uh, even 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 a guy like DeSantis or whatever, very competent, very good. You're going to have a good number of people against you. Mm -hmm. But here, they're still going to have the dead carcass and the Fettermans of the world, even if he doesn't win, but there's several others who are similar, um, floating around being the face of these issues. So in the past, you had Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. They acquitted themselves well. They were articulate. Um, they were pretty popular even through the end of their presidencies, even when they would lose midterm elections. They, they are facing nothing. They're still – it's not even like they clean out the garbage and they could start fresh. They're going to have Pelosi – Schumer, mm -hmm. um, you know, the same governors, the ones that don't get defeated and Biden and, and, and Harris as their face. So when Republicans say, oh, I don't know, you know, there's nothing we can do, just the House. Well, if they win in New York, Steve, what do you think they're going to win elsewhere? Right there. What, what I'm looking at, I'm counting up here. It could be they could win up to 31 trifectas. It means the governor, mm -hmm. the House and the Senate legislative chamber. And I'm including North Carolina, where um, you would still have the Democrat governor, but they but they would have super, super majorities majority. in the other two branches to override everything he wants to do. Yes. So you could govern from the legislature. It's, it's already mm -hmm. true in Kentucky and it should be true. Um, the Democrats, there is only a guarantee. That they will remain with maybe six to eight at a minimum trifectas. So California, Hawaii, maybe Washington, even then there's a chance they could lose one chamber um, and then a couple of northeastern states, but possibly not New York, um, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Vermont and New Jersey, um, maybe Delaware. That's it. They would be wiped off the map. And in most of those other states, the GOP would have strong trifectas. So you have the power, you have the issues, you have the support and you have the, the people. And, and their people are the easiest to defeat. We heard in the past, you can't win a shutdown fight against 
the potency of the platform of the presidency, the bully pulpit of the presidency. You could maybe suggest that with a guy like Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Right. With freaking Biden. You can't articulate against Joe Biden. Yeah. Or Kamala Harris if she were to take over. Correct. I get you. And over cutting the children's things off and Mm -hmm. mandating a shot that everyone doesn't want. And great point. You know, 5.5 million people at the border since they took office. I mean, in other words, you've got 17 existential justifications for shutting the government down, not just Newt Gingrich and Bob Dole arguing with Bill Clinton about a budget issue. Correct. That's what you're saying. And and them looking like they want to steal Christmas, Mm -hmm. take away the programs. These are the ones pushing fascism, scarcity. Um, You will drink sewage, eat bugs, not ride cars. Right, Right. I mean, back then it was like, for example, I think of the LIHEAP program. That's the low income heating assistance program. So it's like, oh, no, you want to cut off the the, the heating and we're going to help fund it here. They're promising blackouts. Yeah. They're like they're yeah, telling you we're trying to, to do it. Yeah, we're even proud of the fact that it's going to happen, that you can't afford gas for your car. They're just saying it. I that's that's a that's a that's an absolutely brilliant point. I, I think what's happened here in the last week or so, I think that the Democrats correctly calculated because of the controversy of the last election, the natural ebbs and flows of midterms, as you as you pointed out a few minutes ago, even presidents who had high personal popularities like Obama and especially Clinton got absolutely poleaxed in midterm elections throughout their presidencies. All right. I think that they figured there that there was a certain amount of collateral damage already built into the calculus of this year. And so just go ahead and stay hard left, get as much of our agenda done as possible. We're going to probably take some L's no matter what we do. I do not think that they anticipated this thing was going to mushroom to the point that Oregon, New York, Minnesota, Colorado, Trafalgar has a poll out of New Mexico yesterday with the Republican gubernatorial candidate who I've never even heard of winning. I think that they thought they were they were willing to tolerate some form of red wave as the normal ebbs and flows and inertia of the process. But I think in the last week or so, they have woken up to a tsunami, as I've been describing it for weeks now, and are now trying to scramble because they face the possibility, as you just were pointing out, Daniel, they might wake up on November 9th and all of their Gen X leadership, except for Gavin Newsom, is gone. And they're left with Schumer, Pelosi, and Biden. Gavin Newsom's the only next-gen or Gen X leader left in that party. Whitmer, all of them, all wiped out. I think they're looking at that prospect now, and they're scrambling trying to figure out how to try to hold back some of of, of the onslaught. What are your thoughts? And there's a couple things also to add to that. I mean, this was naturally in a 50-50 year uh, somewhat of a bad Senate map for Republicans. It will only get better next cycle. Um, It's always good to be in the position where you control Congress, but not the presidency with an unpopular president. Uh, You could play block and tackle. That's what Pelosi originally did in in 2006 uh, when Bush was unpopular. Um, So again, it's not even like they had that clean start that we were able to get. Um, There's also another factor adding to that. Um, We had a pretty uh, idiosyncratic election two years ago. Mm -hmm. So typically with that's one way to put it. No, so with the ebb and flow of politics, I mean, it's like a football game. You know, you have to start from your 20, your 30-yard line. So the problem is typically after a win, so the other side is set back. But, I mean, Republicans were sitting with first and goal. So they had 212 seats to mm-hmm. begin with, mm-hmm. um, with 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 a loss. And they had 24 trifectas, well, like 28 governors, 30 legislative chambers. Um, they control... 
I think 58% of the state legislative seats, if you would add them all up nationwide, that that's right now. And again, it shows the failure of their ability to do anything with it. Um, and, and the Senate's 50-50. So, you know, to begin with, even just a regular historic midterm loss yeah. for the party. Swing voters in the uh, suburbs go one way, like in 20, yeah. they were going to lose to some extent anyway. So why not just full throat their agenda, right? So, so the answer to your question is the only thing that is saving them is the historical confidence they have based on past history that Republicans will help them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I say the elections are meaningless, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, as you described, they could do a tremendous amount. And again, we're not asking what Reagan was asking to roll back the great deal, the, the, the new deal, the great society. We're just saying, don't cut the balls off. Don't invade the country. <laughs> don't give give Pfizer control of our bodies. Uh, don't um, let human traffickers invade your border with fentanyl. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that is all. Don't right. don't lock. Don't have the FBI do North Korea style raids right. on, on people. Don't right. spy on us. Everyone loves their privacy. These are not hard issues. Th- this is what is so bizarre. Um, but again, I mean. I think that's why it's important, Steve, that we lay this marker down and say, this is the mandate. I don't want to hear the next day, hey, you know, we need to temper our expectations. Right, right. All right, final thing I want to ask you about. Monday, the DeSantis-Christ debate. You know, I, I was teasing our audience earlier. We, th- we went through an election with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. I think we're all accustomed to gaslighting to some degree, okay? Whatever is beyond gaslighting, like you're just the joker now, okay? Chris tried this on DeSantis with lockdowns, calling the guy that was basically the face of the free world, right? <laughs> the, the lockdown governor who shut down schools. Now, before you and I were chuckling about that privately with one another the other night, last night in the Michigan debate, Gretchen Whitmer tried something similarly. I, I, we only shut it down for a couple of months. We weren't, I didn't tell you you couldn't plant a garden in your house. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, moving forward, two nights in a row, we have gotten confirmation of how toxic this issue is. Very briefly here, let's look forward to the next election after this one, the Republican presidential primary, which if it goes any way like what you think is, you and I think is going to happen on November the 8th, that's going to start by noon on November the 9th, right? Okay. How does that go when Trump is still out there claiming, because you know he doesn't want to admit that he did anything wrong, when he's still out there complaining at this time next year that his lockdown saved lives, DeSantis and him on a stage together, you think DeSantis has the stones to call him on that? Well, it's not the lockdowns anymore. It's the death shots. That's that's the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Um, he will have no choice. I mean, if you just look at every week, the amount of data that comes out, I haven't even had time to cover it. It's insane. The, the, the cancers, the cancers are real and that's going to be long-term. Um, I think it's not just DeSantis, it's the Democrats, whoever the Democrats put up, um, they will say, look, I mean, this is what happens when you have a reckless, whatever Yahoo, Trump, and charge warp speed. They they just did horrible right. vaccines. I right. mean, they, they will they will run away from them. While by the way, promoting the next line of them. Yes. But they'll try triangulate triangulate in a way that won't undermine the entire business, but will kind of concede what's already a dead point. Right now, it's shutting down schools. Then it will be the vaccine itself. Great stuff as always, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you. See you next week. You bet. We'll see you then. 
Uh, Daniel, today brought to you by our friends over at Omega XL. You've got 360 spots in your body called joints, which are key as we get older in maintaining flexibility and an active lifestyle. But as we get older, they can also become hubs for inflammation. Why does that matter? Because chances are, unless you've got a clinical issue, uh, you have lingering achiness, soreness, stiffness from chronic conditions like inflammation. That's why you're looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory like our friends over at Omega XL. Helps to rejuvenate joints and muscles so you can move uh, like you used to back in the day and like you want to for the rest of your days. I use it every day. So I can personally attest to how great of a product this is. If you want to try it today, get buy one bottle, a second one they'll throw in for free. So two for one to get you started when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Again, OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or just call them at 800-844-4888, 800-844-4888. Gentlemen, reaction to our conversation with Daniel. Well, when he says uh, none of this is hard, he's absolutely right, which is the exact reason why I say this is the most important election of my lifetime. We will find out once and for all if the, the Republican Party is prepared and willing to give us any agency at the federal level, because we absolutely have to move on to something else if they won't. For the exact reasons, as Daniel said, this is not hard. Either you stand with us or you're against us. Yep, mano y mano, steel cage match. Uh, this is a zero sum, zero sum game. We are, we are in a position, a weird position where people who we, yeah, we've talked about this a lot, wouldn't have aligned with on like anything in years past. We have to unite with them on, you know, reality, reality. That last one of the last lines from Daniel, it's like, you know, the bar is so low. The bar is so low. All we ask, protect us from experimental injections, stop cutting kids a junk off, and stop human traffickers and Chinese fentanyl from, you know, passing like a sieve through our sieve-like border. That's, that's all we have. The bar is really low. Really, really low. I'm not going to say what's coming into my head next. I think I think y'all know what's in my head next when it comes to Republicans. I'm not going to say it. We're going to have I hope we don't, but we're going to have a ton of shows where we're, where we'll say what I was about to say in my mind. Believe I, me, I I am tempted to bring it up all the time. Okay. <laughs> but I also don't want to get in the way. Scores of Americans are going to stand up. And they're not as involved and as informed as we are. And scores of Americans are going to stand up and maybe in new places like the Hispanic community, as I've been talking about, and say no to evil and yes to reality, Todd, as you were pointing out. And, I, and before they do, I don't want to, you know, be a wet blanket, okay? I, I totally agree, but those are two different. They are going to say no to evil, but will they actually say yes to reality? Because reality is like um, a guy's a guy and a girl a girl and two, marriage and... See, that's what I think they think they're doing, okay? We'll have all next year to find out if the Republicans yeah. receive the mandate they are about to receive, mm -hmm. okay, if they do something with it. But until we, th that will be for next year. Yes. For now, I'm, I do not want to get in as much as I'm tempted to do it. I do not want to get in the way of millions of Americans saying here and no further, because I do think that's a righteous thing, even if the, the instrument may not necessarily be sure. a righteous one. John 317.
This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.